أشهد أن لا إله إلا أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على Children already we have learned. There are five pillars in Islam. The main one, most important one is, is Iman. Thereafter, after Iman comes what? See? Comes Salah. The most important of these pillars thereafter is Salah. Salah is such, Salah in Islam is like the head in the body. You without, without a head there is no life, there is no body. This similarly in Islam. A person who is a mu'min, is a Muslim, he calls himself a Muslim, he says, I believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yet, he does not perform Salah. It is like there is no Islam in that. So inshallah, every one of us as such, that we are performing our five times Salah. We make it habit to perform five times salah every single day with jama'ah in the masjid. However, sometimes you know, a person would be performing an action, but due to his not doing it in the correct manner, that action that he took so much time out to perform can end up being invalid because he did not perform it properly. We can be performing salah. Honestly, ask ourselves, right? When did we learn to perform salah? Each one of us probably learned as a child from our parents. 
maybe we learned in maktab when we were young. Now, did we make sure that what we learned then was 100% correct? I mean, we children, we could have misunderstood something, not learned something properly. And now for the rest of our lives, if we're performing salah in the manner we learned then without making sure our salah is correct, there's always that possibility that we're getting something wrong. Once a family member asked me a Muslim about salah. Explain to him, it was shocked. Why? Because the manner he had been performing salah for the last 50 years of his life was incorrect because of this. Imagine, you take out time every day. You, your schedule is around your salah. You're taking out time, you're making wudu at home, you come into the masjid, you're reading your sunnah, you're reading your fard, you're reading your nafal. So much time you put into it every day. Yet you might be making an error in that salah that renders all that in that. Imagine you've got a business, you've got a factory, you manufacture an item, you've got a worker his job is to put the ingredients in. And he's a very hard-working worker, comes on time, works overtime, doesn't claim overtime, even not absent everything. He's working very hard. But in that manufacturing process, there's one critical ingredient to put in, and he's not putting it in every day, and he's forgetting. Because of which all your raw materials are going to waste and all get wasted. Are you going to keep that work on? No matter how hard-working, nice guy is going to tell us about you have to go on. You're wasting my time, wasting my money. All that work you're doing is going to waste. So similarly is the case sometimes with our ibadah. If we, are, we don't make sure that we are doing it properly, doing it correctly, See, we work so hard on it, and we might not get, get the rewards. That's why I just want to discuss a few common errors that are made, or that people commit with regard to salah. First, with regard to salah now, no, before salah, you know, there's certain conditions for salah to be done. We learn those conditions when you're young, conditions amongst the things that your clothing must be tawhid. Right? No, 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 just on your clothes. Now, with that, sometimes you don't realize that with your clothing, whatever you are carrying on you in your pockets, etc., fall under your clothing. Meaning, meaning, to give an example, if a person has a bottle of uh, a bottle with urine in it in his pocket, then your salah is not going to be valid because it's as if that urine is on your clothes. Now who's going to be so stupid to carry a bottle with urine in their pocket? But we'll find very often, everyone carries a wallet. Purchasing that wallet, you didn't make sure. They had pure leather, genuine leather. You didn't find out maybe that leather was from where was pig. Pig, completely najis. It's not bad. You're carrying najasa on you when performing salah. Salah is not going to be bad. So one simple thing like you didn't check the leather properly of your wallet can result in every salah you now performed with that. That's one thing to bear in mind. You got a wallet made of leather before you purchase a wallet made of pig skin. Now another thing to understand, gee, amongst the conditions of salah, is that the body has to be covered. Right? It's part of your body. Part of the body, part of the aura, from the navel to the knee, opens up in salah. For the duration of three subhanallah, then the salah would be Now, understand one thing regarding that. That goes into sajjah. Sometimes going to sajda, you're wearing a pants, you're wearing a t-shirt. You don't make sure it's tucked in properly if you're going to sajda. See, if a large portion now, see, of the bottom of the person's back, see, etc. is opened up, it can result in the salah being intact. Similarly, you wear clothing that is transparent. Clothing that is see-through. Clothing that is see-through, that is transparent. The criteria to tell whether clothing is see-through or not in Sharia is if it's such that if you can notice or make out the color of the skin underneath. 
If you can make it means that item of clothing is really transparent. If you perform salah with clothing like that, if your aura is covered with clothing like that, then your salah is not. Sometimes you get, you know, people wear, wear kurta and kurta, but sometimes they, you know, they have those, those white pants that they get, you get from Saudi's kurta pants they wear. Very thin cotton, completely transparent. Not going to be valid. So these are some things to bear in mind when performing salah. Tight clothing, even though it's not transparent, it is not true to perform salah with such tight clothing that the curves are true to perform salah and such tight clothing. In the other, amongst the condition of salah is your qibla has to be correct. Obviously, coming to the masjid is no such thing. But many times you are traveling. Many times you are traveling. Now, how do you tell whether the qibla is correct? How do you tell that whichever area you are in now, what's the correct salah? In the past, now, now people used to carry compass or whatever, put it down, or if you ask somebody which way is not, and other people don't even know. It was difficult in the past. Plus, a lot of times now you have to find out what's the time here, go find where's the masjid and see. It was quite difficult. Now it's gone really, really easy. And everyone has, has a smartphone. You get apps on the smartphone. Right? You get so many different apps on the smartphone. As so you can get, get an app on your phone, and the app is going to show you the salah. Times are going to show you that. But remember two things. If you open up any of the salat apps, right? Example, you get some now, uh, I pray, whatever all these um, uh, salat apps. They're going to give you different options, different views with regard to salat apps. So make sure you correct, you, you select the correct option in the setting. So for us now, you must select firstly with regard to Asr Salat time, you choose Hanafi Asr. Right? And the second one is, which method of calculation one is written the Islamic University of Karachi. Islamic University of Karachi. Make sure if you get one of these apps, make sure you select that one. It may be a different sometimes. Sometimes you might start a salah, but according to your, the correct time for your madhab, that salah time hasn't already uh, entered. Right, so when you get an app, make sure you use the correct And the second thing is with these apps, you're going to have a Qibla finder. Very simple, you put it down on the floor, it shows you which way is Qibla. But remember, these Qiblas, the compass that's built into these things, are only as good as how well the compass... Most of these ones will tell you before using it, take the compass, or take your phone, press it on, and you must move it around in the speed of eight percent. Very often, you, I mean, we tested it many times. down and you put this phone compass down without calibrating properly, and the phone compass gives you the completely wrong direction. If you didn't make sure this you're using correctly, you're going to end up performing salah in the wrong direction. So just remember that thing. Use Karachi, is an Islamic University of Karachi, and Hanafi Asar, and make sure before you use a Qibla app, make sure the compass on your phone has been properly calibrated. Now, when walking to the masjid, you'll be ordered when Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Coming to the masjid, come calmly, come slowly. When you're coming to the masjid, getting a reward as if you are already in Salah. So to an extent, you should start be rushing, you shouldn't be speeding, you should become, walk slowly and come. Now, you, I mean, sometimes you know now, if I'm going to walk at a normal pace, right, I'm going to end up missing the No problem. It's better for you to walk at a normal pace and come to the masjid, right, or walk if you want to walk slightly faster, walk, don't start running. Once you start running, what's going to happen? You're going to run here to the masjid, now you're going to come rushing in, you might still be breathing heavily, all of that, and come rush to salah. No. It's better for you to walk at a slight... Maybe some said, walk. Take it easy when you're coming. When you come, whatever posture the imam is enjoying the salah in that posture. That's not a big weakness. We come in the masjid now, a imam is going to ruku, he's going to sajda, I must taraka. So what we'll do, stand in the back, look around, check my phone, everything before, wait for the imam to come back up. 
Then only rejoin. The order of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is you must join the salah immediately. Imam is in sajda. Go into that sajda immediately. No wonder what's the use of that sajda. Is that the rakah is not going to count? That sajda, some of the salaf mentioned, that sajda could be the one that gets you forgiven. The sajda you're making for who? You're making for Allah, knowing it's not going to count for your salah. But that sajda you made it because it's the command of Nabi Wasallam. You made it solely for the pleasure of Allah, that could be the sajda that gets you then when you start salah, throughout your salah, right? salah is such, we have to say takbir, you have to recite Qur'an, uh, etc. Now a very, very important point, right? Applies throughout everywhere with regard to reciting Qur'an as well. Moving your lips is the bare minimum that is accepted for recitation. Reading in your mind is as good as being silent as not reading. Meaning, if you got a Quran open in front of you, your lips are not moving, tongue is not moving, and you look at it, in your mind you're reading, all being done in the mind. You didn't read. You have been silent. Similarly in your salah, you start your salah, and now you start it. And now you're completely silent in the sense your, your lips are not moving, your tongue is not moving. You're reading in your mind. It's as if you haven't not not read anything at all. Similarly, your takbir, when you start salah, you say Allahu Akbar in your mind without moving that lips. You haven't started salah. Whatever you're doing thereafter is exercise. It's not salah. For you to start salah, the bare minimum is your lips have to move, the tongue has to move. In fact, according to many, many ulama, that even is not enough. The bare minimum is you must be able to hear yourself. Very less lightly, but you must be able to hear yourself. So at least try to do that. If you can't do that, at least do this much. That you move your tongue, you move your lips. When you're reading in salah, everything you're reading in salah, you have to move your tongue, you have to move your lips. Very, very common error. This is. Many, many people are unaware of this. Same when you're reading Quran, in Ramadan, Ramadan comes down, you try to read so much Quran, reading in the mind, you haven't read Quran yet. You looked at Quran, yes, you get the word for looking at Quran, but you haven't recited. Very, very serious, very, very important. This we must make sure now, whenever we are reciting, performing Salah, reciting Quran, etc., at the very least, we move our tongue in the mood. Well, lighter or that, according to some of our ulama, what's required in order to hear yourself. Others, like, I studied in Mauritania, in West Africa. The first time I was there in the masjid, I was performing salah. After a little while, Ya Allahu Akbar. Ya Allahu Akbar. I'm in the Ruku. I'm in the Ruku. I see I'm the only guy in Ruku. I come back up. After a few seconds, Allahu Akbar again. I'm about to go. I said, hey, nobody answers. Nobody answers. know what's up. What's happening? After salah, I found out. These Mauritanians are such. When they start salah, a person in the masjid, salah, walking and join the salah, he loudly scream, Allahu Akbar, and he joins the salah. Every person joining the salah late, they scream Allah. That's the habit that they have to make sure that he is ready, he's like being loud enough. Now another thing for us to make sure we do in salah is every posture in salah. In every posture in salah, what is very important is called ta'adil. Ta'adil basically means you must make sure you complete that portion, that posture completely. Example, you go into ruku. Go fully into ruku. Come to a complete stop there in ruku. When you stand up, after ruku, stand up completely straight. When you go into sajda, go completely into sajda. You have to be there for at least a duration of subhanallah and ruku and sajda. 
When you come up, stand up, you must sit up completely straight. Going halfway three quarter way is not enough. You have to go up completely straight. Come to a stop there, and then you can. And then, when we insert the it's utmost important that the feet have to be on the ground. Your feet have to be on the ground. Make sure your feet, at least the toes at the very least, should be on the ground. Right? If your feet aren't on the ground at all for the entire duration of the sajda, then your sajda is not fair. So that's a very common area as well. Going to sajda, and from the beginning of sajda, your feet are up in the air. If your feet are up in the air for the entire duration of the sajda, and now if you perform performing salah, sometimes now you're reading your tashahud behind the imam, second rakat. You're not even finished with the tashahud already, and the imam is already finished. What must you do? Leave the tashahud now and carry on, join the imam. You're supposed to be joining the imam normally. See? Or do you first finish off your tashahud and then stand up to join the imam? This is the correct thing is finish the tashahud. Finish it off quickly. Because remember, tashahud has to be recited. So you finish off your tashahud at tahiyyat, finish that off, then you stand up and join the imam. And then another thing is, you have a cell phone. Sometimes you forgot to switch it off before sir. I really get one of these apps on your phone. You get apps on your phone. You can set it to go on to silent at a certain time and come off silent those services. Set it for your salah times every day. Before you come to the masjid, even two minutes before it will be off. After you leave the masjid, two three minutes after that, it's set to clean. You go out, it will come back on again. Yeah, but if you don't, you manually need to put it on. And then you forgot one day. Now your phone starts ringing. What do you? Your phone ringing is going to. Be disturbing if See, so you should switch it. But at the same time, switch it off in such a manner that you're talking to break your side. Use one hand. Put one hand in the pocket. Take your phone out. Switch it off. You put it on silent, whatever. Using one hand. The salah would be. Salah would be. And then, when performing salah, if you are sitting in front of a Muslim, example, you perform salah. Now salah is over. The person behind you, he must assure. Now he is performing salah directly behind you. Can you wake up and move from Everyone knows you're not allowed to walk in front of a person performing salah. Okay. But if he is performing salah behind you, and you can you now wake up and move So the, what's prohibited is crossing in front of one performing salah. If you are already in front of him, now you can move. Now you're not crossing in front of him. You are already in front of him. Understood that? If even a short, small portion of your body is in front of him, Right? So he's slightly to your right or slightly to your left. But part of you is still in front of him. It's classified as you are already in front of him. Now you can move. No problem. Right? So there's no need now for you to have to wait for him now. As long as any portion of your body is already in front of him, you can now move on. Okay. And then, if you're performing salah, and, and, and the, the, okay, you came a bit late for salah. Salah is taking place now and you came a bit late. Imam has made salah. Once the imam says the word as-salam, that much is done. As-salamu, it is now too late for you to join. Salah is now, it's not for you to join. So the word as-salamu, once they are sent, it is now too late for you to join. So these are just a few common errors that happen in salah. The reality is each one of us need to learn how to perform our salah we have some of our elders, Mawlana Khadr Rahman Arzi, Darun Azad, he makes it a point, he goes, he has programs all over, where he shows people practically how to perform salah. So each one of us should try to do that. Go and learn practically from someone how to perform our salah. May Allah to give us so Allah, 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 Allah,
أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله عي على الصلاة عي على الفلا عي على الفلا الحمد لله الحمد لله القائل قد أفلح المؤمنون الذين هم في صلاتهم خاشعون فنحمده حمدا كثيرا كلما يحمده الحامدون ونشكره شكرا جميلا كلما يشكره الشاكرون ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى صلاة الوسطى وقوموا لله قانتين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أول ما يحاسب به العبد يوم القيامة الصلاة بارك الله بارك الله لنا ولكم في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا وإياكم لما فيه من الآيات وذكر الحكيم أستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفر ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلنه فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد عبده ورسوله أما بعد فقد قال الله سبحانه وتعالى إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على محمد عبدك ورسولك وصل على المؤمنين والمؤمنات والمسلمين والمسلمات وبارك على محمد وأزواجه وذريته قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أرحم أمتي بأمتي أبو بكر وأشدهم في أمر الله عمر وأسدقهم حيان أثمان وأقضاهم علي وفاطمة سيدة نساء أهل الجنة والحسن والحسين سيدة شباب أهل الجنة رضوان الله تعالى عليهم أجمعين الله الله في أصحابي لا تتخذوهم غرضا من بعدي من أحبهم فبحبي أحبهم ومن أبغضهم فببغضي أبغضهم وخير أمتونهم ثم الذين يلونهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار قال الله تعالى إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتائه القربى وينهى عن الفحشاء ومنكر والبغض يعذكم لعلكم تذكرون وقال فاذكروني أذكركم واشكروا لي ولا تكفرون الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين
سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن نفعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصنى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط عليهم غير ولا الضالين هل أتاك حديث الغاشية وجوه يومئذ خاشعة عاملة ناصبة تسلى نارا حامية تسقى من عين آنية ليس لهم طعام إلا من ضريع لا يسمن ولا يغني من جوع وجوه يومئذ ناعمة لسعيها راضية في جنة عالية لا تسمع فيها لاغية فيها عين جارية فيها سرر مرفوعة وأكواب موضوعة ونمالق مصفوفة وزرابي مبثوثة أفإلى الإبل كيف خلقت وإلى السماء كيف رفعت وإلى الجبال كيف نصبت وإلى الأرض كيف سطحت فذكر إنما أنت مذكر لست عليهم بمسيطر إلا من تولى وكفر فيعذبه الله العذاب الأكبر إن إلينا إيابهم ثم إن علينا حسابهم الله أكبر سمي الله لمن حمده الله أكبر الله أكبر الله أكبر
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله السلام عليكم ورحمة الله الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف المرسلين وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقهنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين برحمة الله